because I think that everything. Go ahead. Now live on FXBGPublicRadio.com is the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. It's uh, Tuesday, July 9th. Tonight, we have special guests in the building with us, R&B slash pop artist, Jules. How you doing, Jules? Hey. <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. Um, sorry, just turn my clapping off. I got to get my music on. I'm over here doing something, doubling down. Always. Okay, so for um people, Jules, where are you based out of? Sorry, we're down here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, um, based out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. So for people who don't know Jules, the artist, and that's J-U-L-Z, uh, she's an R&B pop singer. Where are you based out of right now? Right now, I'm in Pennsylvania, about an hour and a half from New York. Yeah, because I, I see that you are from New York. That's what I was, I wasn't sure if you were in New York or if that was still um, the Pennsylvania move, because I... I think I read earlier. I did some did some of the research. I think it said you moved when you were younger from uh, New York to Pennsylvania, maybe mid age. Yeah, I was uh, a teenager when my parents moved me out to PA. And you had already started though. Uh, for people who don't know, you started at an early age doing the uh, music, correct? Correct. Yeah, but I didn't start taking it really seriously, um, you know, career wise until 2014. Right, because you did, um, you were doing dancing and plays, I believe, to start with. Yes. So what, um, what made you transfer into the game of uh, doing music for just for people to know you? I guess we'll give the rundown. Of, you know, you came from dance and play background, and then you said 2014, you decided to really take it to the next level. Right. Yep. And um, what so was the change? Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, so I used to write poetry when I was really young. And at the age of 12, um, I'll never forget it. I was in my bedroom. I lived on Long Island. And my father's friend overheard me singing um, a song from A Little Mermaid. Uh -huh. And he came to the window and he was like, oh, you're watching A Little Mermaid? And I said, no, that was me singing. And he oh, was like, wow. oh, wow. Like, so that's the first time I ever realized like I had a voice. Okay. So what I started to do is transition my poetry into songs and start singing them. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Also, can yeah. you, um, what part of New York did you grow up in again? Um, I was born in Brooklyn. Um, I've lived in Queens. I've lived on Long Island. Yeah, I just wanted to hear you say Long Island again. You had, <laughs> you got the great <laughs> accent. When you said it, I was like, oh, that's definitely 100% New Yorker. <laughs> Right there. So that, that's funny. Also, um, well, let me ask you a question about that. Do you find it difficult? Because I listen to um, Opposite in Love, which you have on, on your uh, SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. And I listen to that song. You don't sound like you have an accent when you sing. Do you purposely, like, did you work with a coach about that? Or do you purposely do that? No, I, I purposely do that because um, I want I want to have good diction when I sing so people understand what I'm saying. Right. Um, like living out in PA, like people still have difficulty understanding some things that I say. <laughs> so I really work hard on pronouncing my words correctly when I sing 
Um, so just to get my point across so that people understand me. <laughs> you feel it's easier whenever you're singing to um, to do the pronunciations differently because it's in melody than versus just speaking, um, you know, in normal conversation-wise? Oh, definitely, yeah. Because, I mean, I think that translates because you, you ever seen some of the shows when people are in like Japan or something and you're like, they sing in every word and you know, daggone well, half those people do not understand more English than just from this album where you're like, man, exactly, they yeah. were killing it right now. Yeah, you fully sang that whole song. I asked you, you know, how to get to the story. You didn't even know what the heck I was talking about. <laughs> It's funny right? though, that it does translate um, well into music, I, I guess, apparently. Um, so what what was, um, or well, I guess we should point this out too. If you guys are looking for Jules, this is J-U-L-Z. And I think you're called Your Jules on SoundCloud and on the Spotify, correct? Correct. Yep. Your Jewels. So Your Jewels, that's J-U-L-Z. And make sure you guys check out that. That's definitely on Spotify. It's on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Google Play. Um, so you guys can make sure you guys go out and check that out. Uh, what was what was your first single? I think it said you had a, a single that you did a couple years ago that kind of um, really got a lot of attention. Yeah, it was um, my first single that I ever released is called A Mother's Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much about me being a single mom um, and, you know, sacrificing time with my daughter to make it with this music so I can give her a better life. That's good. And when did this song come out? That was in the 2014. Yep. And then um, you got a lot of, you got a lot. Hold on, sorry, I'm reading. Oh, here it is. I have a, I have some notes on you. We'll see what I got. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Oh, so okay. So 2014, you started. You dropped this song, and then you got your independent artist deal. 2016. Yeah. And that was on. Do you still work with this company, or should we not mention their name? No, please do not mention any of my... Well, they're unmentioned in this show, but she had got the deal and they were good. But she's working on new... You were working on a new album, actually. I just pulled up this old interview, actually. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong one. This is uh, okay. Words of a Woman that was coming out in January. Did that come out? Um, Words of a Woman is actually... Um, I never set an, a date for the release of that. Um, I just released my project, The End of a Chapter. Words of a Woman is another project that I am currently working on, along mm. with other singles as well. Oh, yeah, I read it wrong also because it says her latest single is Opposite in Love, and that was going to be released in 2019. Mm-hmm. Did you release that one? Yeah, that's part of The End of a Chapter. End that's of a Chapter is the everywhere. album? Yeah. So that's really good. What do you think um, you would call yourself um r&b pop you would say or what what do you think that you would like for people to kind of i mean obviously as an artist you never want to be put in a box but what do you think for listeners who don't know your music what do you think would be the best box to like just generalize it not to like get in depth but what do you feel you're more pop more r&b more soul uh more blues like how do you feel like you de- define what kind of music you like to make in the songs that relate to you as a writer and an artist i feel like i'm more pop mm-hmm. um but i like to dip into the genre of r&b okay Ah, well, that, well, thanks for the elaboration. Um, well, okay, we'll let people listen to it and figure it out themselves. <laughs> 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 you got to get into it and figure it out yourself. But um, so pop and R&B, um, do you, 
for live have you done live performances obviously it said that you've opened up for some bigger artists and we'll get into that a little bit but on your shows for your sets do you um do you have a like a background dancers or something like that along the line of that with the because i guess with the pop genre which you would expect i guess maybe like do you do um, dancing actually, not like with that up. sorry go ahead no, it's okay. I was I was just going to say it's funny you bring that up because I'm actually working on that right now um, because I'm getting booked for a lot more shows now than I was before and I want to bring something different to the table. Um, I am working on, um, you know, choreography, dancers, right. um, just to bring a little bit more to a show. Well, yeah, because that's why I said backup dancers when I meant, like, are you, like, I don't, I was trying to explain, like, do you dance in your shows, though? Are you saying you're trying to add that to it, or is that something that you, you already do? Because I mean, you I, were a dancer, it said, at the begin with, so do you still, like, kind of, like, hey, let me get a little bit of this in? Oh, yeah, like, I move around the stage, don't, don't get me wrong, but choreography-wise, no. And that's definitely something that I feel right. like has been missing from my performances mm -hmm. because I am, um, you know, I, I was a dancer before I was a singer, so I definitely want to bring more of that to my set. Um, you know, and not only that, but with being an independent artist, I watch and observe other artists, whether major or independent, and I learn from them as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's really good. Um Whenever we um, go back to some of the live performances, um, so you got a, a performance to open with um, Fat Joe in New York? Yeah. How was that? What was that experience like? Because a lot of artists, um, good shows, come, in, come on in, sit down, you better get your, y'all late. Sorry, I got some other guests. Prince Nye's in the building. I guess now that he work here, he, he can get come in late. <laughs> coming in late, got my artist coming in late. We got um, Jules on the phone, Prince Nye. She's a R&B pop star from um, Pennsylvania, but obviously based from New York. You can you'll be able to tell. But what's up, Prince Nye? Got to get a microphone in front of man. Come on, dude. My bad. I'm sorry. All man. right, thank you, sorry. sir. Thank you. Let's get it together, man. <laughs> we got Prince Nye in the building in. This is a perfect time to segue into this because I almost forgot to even mention it. August 10th, we got Casino Roulette coming out here to Fredericksburg. We got the uh, Are You The One Showcase, and that's going to be down here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Casino Roulette, they're going to bring out uh, hands-on ENT and video stuff and, and things to bring the label out here from Georgia to Virginia. So we're crossing lines out here. Make sure we shout out JT, obviously, too, from um, Enterprise Management for setting up a lot of these things and... Um, stuff too so with that being said we're going back to jules because jules got something cool she's telling she's about to tell us about she she performed for fat joe okay, uh back okay. in the day so we just want to say what was that like um coming from an independent artist going to the bigger stage what do you think was like the biggest takeaways that you would kind of give to uh other artists who haven't experienced this yet you know, because it's a it's a big it's a big deal when you walk into to the stadium type deal are the arenas versus being playing clubs. Well, actually, believe it or not, um, opening up for Fat Joe wasn't a club. It was in a club. Actually, I believe that. I believe that. One thing I did take away from it, though, is that, um, you know, Preparing for for a performance of that magnitude, you definitely want to try and at least match 
somewhat the kind of vibe that you know the major artist gives off with his music or her music. Right. Um, and this was years ago, so I I've definitely learned and I've uh, grown from that. And that's one of the mistakes I think I did make was I was initially you know more pop than R and B, and that's what I brought to my set. So I feel like. Um, Although the crowd was really vibing with me, I feel like I could have did better and captured the crowd more if I had dipped into more R&B than pop. Right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Now, that's a big thing. That's a, something else I wanted to ask you about, too, was I've only... I've never met you in person, so I'm looking at your picture here. What, what, um, what ethnicity are you? Um, I'm Italian. Italian, that's why you got the long eye. I didn't even do it right, man. I fucked that up. That was horrible. Oh, man, we can't cut that out. This is a live show. That sucks. Um, well, we're just going to roll with that. Yeah, that one's on me. I'll take the L on that one, man. Dang. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, that was with the cool Long Island accent that you gave us. But so you got the Italian. Do you think that that's more difficult with, um, Having the transition into R&B where you feel like maybe it's, you know what I mean? Maybe like people are expecting something different from you because you're the Italian, uh, you know, from New York. And they're like, hey, you know, most of the stuff that they get is is rappy or really, really like R&B where you like, you know, you got like the Mary J. Blige's that are like super R&B. And, you know, that way, and then the pop artists go super pop where it's, you know, there is no transition. Do you find that you have trouble um, transitioning in that lane to, like, find what your voice is? Um, I've never had trouble finding where my voice is. I feel like I catch a lot of people off guard. Mm-hmm. That actually happened at um, a recent show I had at a place called Amarachi in New York. Okay. Um, you know, I I was doing my set, and a lot of people do look at me like, "Oh, this little white Italian girl," you know. <laughs> uh, but my voice is my voice is a lot bigger than I let off. You know what I mean? So when I actually sing, I I was just saying that the the best feeling in the world is to watch people's faces change. Right. When when I start singing, they look at each other, their eyes get big because they're not expecting such a big voice from me. So I don't think it's necessarily the transition that's difficult. It's people judging me um, before they even get to hear my voice. Right. I think that, I mean, that's a big thing, especially, you know, in, in I guess, in um, in the club scenes and a lot of, I think, independent music at this point where, like, things were generalized before. But I think now it's kind of opening up where if your talent stands for it, where, you know what I mean? Cause they got the guy. What's his name? Um, what's that kid? What's the kid that sings the damn country song that's on every fucking station? Lil Nas. Lil Nas, whatever. Yeah, he did a country album. You would never like. He did that shit. They took it off the charts, but he did something out of the box. I think where people didn't expect him to do that, and that song is selling. I'll tell you that. I mean, my daughter's singing that damn song. Oh, dude, everybody's (laughs) kids are singing that damn song. That is. Yeah, if you could get the kids to love your song, that's it, you're in. Oh, my. Yeah, 100%. Which is why it's funny to, like, step outside the box. I've been saying that lately with some stuff because I used to be more straight hip-hop oriented uh, with the production and things like that. And people started calling me the hip-hop guy, though. 
they're like, oh, you're the hip hop guy. And I'm like, man, I fucking I did songs with, you know, Lena Del Rey and things like that, like that aren't as publicized as some of the other stuff that that I've done. But I'm like, I'm not the fucking hip hop guy, man. I got a country singer, which you know was actually in country genre, not like a transfer artist of, of like this new age stuff that they're kind of making. But I was like, man, I work at other stuff. But you're the hip hop guy. Everybody knows you're the hip hop guy. And I was like, man. Start doing some other shit. I don't want. I don't want to be put inside one box. You know what I mean? Right. Because just like I love pop and R and B, I also love reggae. I love um, Spanish music, and I I like some country, not all of it. But you know, so I feel like because I'm so eclectic, you know, I I don't want to fit inside one box. That's why I say pop and R and B. You know. Well, yeah, it's fun to give your range a, a different opinion, too. You know what I mean? Where depending on, especially with singers, when you come in and you're like, this song is about a motherfucker that did me dirty. And you're like, you know, I'm do it more this way. And then you be like, hey, this song is about a fun night that I had. And I want to do that one also where it exactly. does. It does. Um, it does get in there because I think I guess R and B is a lot thought of as being, you know what I mean, like more like about love songs, maybe. I don't yeah, know, like if exactly. everyone yeah, is, but it's blues, you know, everybody talks about sadness and love and heartbreak and sex. Let's get jiggy. Yep, don't forget exactly. jagged edge. They had some. Let's get freakies and let's get marrieds and all that stuff. Yeah. We can't forget about the good '90s music. You're not allowed to say that stuff now anymore. But those were some good songs. Everybody knew. You know, facts. We're not gonna talk about the other dude, but he has some freaky shit too. But he came out being <laughs> way too freaky. So I guess you know you got a red alert. Watch that shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We didn't say anybody's name, so we can't get. Tr- oh, we can't get trouble anyway. I should do a disclosure, but we don't need one. We're good. I think we're. I think we're covered. <laughs> <laughs> so um we're starting at a young age um how how long have you been in the industry because you started at seven i guess we don't want to give away your actual age but you know you don't got you never ask a woman her age but how long have you been not, not including like seven like don't give us an actual thing but how long have you really been kind of in the industry working um for Industry-wise, I would say about five years in the industry, like in the indie scene, making making moves and working really hard and, and taking it seriously. I would say five years. But I've been dancing and singing since I'm a kid. How do you think, um, have you seen, um, from coming as an independent artist, have you seen different... I guess growth, I, I think, in your following base based off of which um, labels and things you work for? Um, you know, no, like when I'm you not, were doing your based- own stuff and then you went into not to the bad label, but now where you when you started to now, do you think it's it's more been beneficial for you to work with the industry or just kind of like you partner in there and do your own thing? I'm, I'm more about doing my own thing. I want to create my own lane. Um, you know, my following, um, I really worked hard on building my social media, you know, that, that doing it organically takes a long time. Um, it takes a lot of legwork, you know what I mean? A lot of hours on your phone that you don't want to be spending. So, uh, a social media wise on a fan base level. Yeah. I worked really hard on obtaining that myself. Um, you know, and pretty much 
utilizing the content that I put out um, to grab their attention. I also use modeling to coincide with my music. So I'm trying to grab people's attention in two ways. You know what I mean? Oh, you're doing some modeling also? That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's always the benefit, man. They get this. You get a girl who can sing too, though. It always changes. You know what I mean? That's unfair. That's a double threat. You are already like, oh, I heard her sing. It sounded like an angel. And now you're like, oh, she's modeled too. Like, oh, my goodness. It's all on their yeah, butt. Yeah, and I just want to put out that message that you don't have to be, you know, an Instagram model, like, quote, unquote, you know, with the big ass, the flat stomach and whatever. You don't have to be a, a perfect woman to be a model and to feel confident, you know? Right. Um, I, I went from 250 pounds to 150 pounds. Shout and, it out. you know... I, I have, you know, I don't have the perfect body, but I model because it makes me feel good about myself. And I also want to put the message out there to other women that they can do it too if they really wanted to. Well, that's a big, big message, especially in the modeling community about like, hey, you know, people are coming out now like there should be more models and things like that. You going on an independent level to tell people like, yo, you should be more comfortable just with yourself to do the model. I'm going to do the modeling. I don't care. That's a right. big, big step. And um, I just want to shout out real quick. If you want to check out some of these modeling photos, you probably find them on her Facebook. That's your jewels. That's jewels, J-U-L-Z, your jewels. Uh, make sure you go to the SoundCloud, your jewels. Spotify, Spotify artist page is not on this thing. Um, iTunes and Google Play, but I'm pretty sure it's the same, right? Yeah. So check out your jewels and make sure you guys check out that stuff. That's That's awesome. Thank you. That is super dope. Um, what are you doing now? We got Prince Nine in the building too. Sorry. Um, let's let's we got we got to acknowledge this fool came in here just sitting here. I didn't <laughs> I didn't get to tell him I was going to question the shit out of his ass too. Sorry, right. come on. We about to get some questions. So you got the showcase on August tenth that you're going to be playing at. Um, you got some stuff out already or no? No, we gonna get that shit but together. Yeah. We'll have it of together course. before before the show. Of I'm gonna course. stop asking you questions on the air. Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the interview. Hold on, end of the interview. We gotta get some shit together. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but you've played some other shows in the past. With you've played one of my shows in the past. I think the Connected show I did up here. Um, shout out Connected also. That's connected with the K dot net. Uh, go over there and get all your connected.com gear based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Those fools are killing it right now. I think Nipsey Hustle and um, Beyonce are double cover right now. So, guys, make sure you pick up the Connected magazine. And when you come to Virginia, if you want to get involved, hit me up. Um, obviously, I'm your Virginia representative of Connected. I feel like I plugged that very well with. <laughs> I'm just gonna shout out myself real quick for I hit that like it was like <laughs> yeah, <that> was dope. <laughs> like it was a commercial. I didn't I was just making it up, but no, I'm just kidding. Um so Prince now you could be out there. Um what do you found out? Prince you're you're under twenty, right? Yeah. So you got um a different experience in the game so far. How have you seen the difference in um, you know, coming to shows like some of the ones that we did with Connected where it's like Half the artists are damn near 10 years older than you. You know what I mean? Versus where you got like the 25 to 30 range is playing and you're coming in at 18. Do you feel like you have an advantage on that point because you got the new the new kid feel? Or do you feel like you still struggling with trying to get some of the people to like 
oh, that's just the, the new kid. You know what I mean? New kid on the block or whatever. Like, I just feel like I'm like I've progressed more than like some of those artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like it's a new era and like more stuff is happening and it's like I learned more. I learned more from watching them. Mm-hmm. And just me knowing how to do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, studying and watching yeah, the game. I mean, that's how it works, 100. So you got advantage of getting to watch those cats. Mm-hmm. You think? Do you um have trouble though finding what you think is different about you? Why you're like, hey, these shows are pretty good. These are bigger for me right now. But you, as a starting artist, you're like, hey, I'm already on this show. I'm trying to go to the next show. Like who's playing the arena? Like when yeah. we playing downtown? When we go into the to the big leagues? Do you think that you you have an advantage from watching some of the artists who are still kind of have like bigger level, but never really cross the boundary? You yeah. know what I mean? Where like, do you feel like you're like, yo, I should do different stuff, or like I need to mimic the same stuff, or like, because you know it's, it's hard with not trying to offend people, trying to learn from people, but also trying to be like, hey. You know, like, I'm, I'm playing the show. I'm 18. You've been in this for seven years. You're playing the same show. I'm trying to get up out of here before seven years. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I just. Explain to some people that for that, for the younger crowd out here, what do you, what do you take away from, uh, what do you think are the things that are working better for you? And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, when I watch them, like, I, like. Certain stuff they do, like, I just watch them and just, like, I just practice with my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just watch what they do, and I try to do it a different way, like, my way, and, like, try to make it better right, or as best as I can to make it possible for it to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that I always say. As being a producer, I yeah. came out as a producer, and I was like, you hear stuff. Kanye, I think, said something to these lines at one point, like, years and years ago, where it is, like... I listen to stuff sometimes. You're like, oh, man, that's dope. Like, I should have done that. And you're like, I'm trying to make something. When you hear it, you're like, that's dope. I would have never thought to do it like that, mm-hmm. which is the difference. Where you're, I could do that. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the big I thing. Exactly I could do it, too. Oh, you did that song. I do the beat. I could do that. And you hear some shit, and you're like, I can't touch that. Like, yeah. why? I would have never done it like that. It's so different. And it's outside the box. I think that would keeps people fresh as an artist uh, 100%. Obviously studying, too. You always study. So that's good coming from the young um, young and young. We still got Jules on the phone, correct, Jules? Hello? Did she hang up? Hello? Oh, we still got her on the phone. I didn't know if she was going or not. Hey, Jules, can you contest to um, about what we were just talking about, or were you not listening? No, I was listening about about like age and and yeah. Do you, how you think? Feel like- yeah, do you think getting to see some of the bigger acts and things have helped you like along your career? And how do you um, how do you go about you know staying different, but also like you know when you see some things, you're like, yo, that's definitely the way to do it. 
You know what I mean? You're like, I can't do it the same way that you're doing it, but damn, he's doing it like not he. You can say he or she, whatever you say, but be politically correct. I definitely, I definitely learn from other artists, whether young or older. You know, I feel like the younger crowd appeals to a different demographic, obviously. So if I see something they're doing, I, you know, I'll try and you know put my own twist on it and do it. And the same thing with the older crowd; it depends on the venue and the crowd that you're going to be performing in front of. 100%. I think that's a big thing you've touched on twice, too, is you got to know your your venue and your crowd as an artist. And I think a lot of people don't um, don't appreciate that as much when when there's something I was talking about earlier, actually, with the great EK, who's behind the boards over here, FXBG Public Radio. But we we're saying that... Um, <clears throat> Or I was saying, uh, most likely, that's usually how most of my conversations work. I listen, but I talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> we were saying, though, that um, that things from, you don't understand, like, you can't guarantee that you're going to get a thousand people in a room. It's just people. Right. Knowing people is a thing where you're like, hey, I'm going to drop my album. I'm going to get a hundred likes or, you know. Something along those lines where you're like, you can't guarantee numbers in this industry until you get way bigger. And that's what they're expected to be. But here, you're like, you know, you've played shows before. I get you've been in New, you play in New York. Right. Oh, yeah. New York. They, we have hard crowds in New York. Right. But some because sometimes you have the building where people are already there where they didn't come to see you sing. So they're like, hey, oh, I didn't want to be blah, blah, blah. And then there's times where there is nothing else in a building. When you go to a show that's just a show, like, yep. or that's not in a bar where you're like, nobody's here that didn't come here to see a show. And you're like, dig, we only, there's only like 50 people in here. You know, maybe it's a smaller crowd or, you know, there's things that happen so consistently that are inconsistent that I think I try to explain to artists especially coming up in the business where you can't guarantee numbers. And if anybody's guaranteeing you numbers, Doug, they're most likely like they're going to be off uh, on something. But yeah, exactly. that's just personal opinion. You know, I always think the guy selling you stuff is, you know, anybody trying to sell you something is, is most likely bullshitting. Like, <laughs> Hey, come out here. I'm going to get 3000 people out here in the crowd. You're going to kill it. It's going to be a thing. And you show up and there's like, you know, 30, 50 people. You're like, man, what the, the hell? You're like, hey, listen, I didn't know what was going on. You're like, man, this is some... See, I say it like this, whether it is five people in the crowd or 5,000 people in the crowd, you should always perform at your best. You never know who's listening. You, have you to can always, You can always, you know, gain a new fan. You know what I mean? There's always opportunities that whether the crowd is big or small. 100%. And I love to tell this story because our first tour... When I went on tour with uh, D, shout out D2, uh, 200 Records a Day. He's my partner at Dope Dreams. Um, we started, hey, like, we started years ago, but when we were first tour, we were going from, uh, we lived in Orlando at this point, or when well, we had studios in Orlando and Virginia, but we were traveling from Orlando to Virginia. We go down to the first uh, tour date I showed up on is Atlanta. I show up at Atlanta on a Sunday. I'm hype. I'm like, yo, it's going to be crazy. They take me to the house we're staying in. It's a producer that works, that has worked with like Outkast and they got like movie managers that like show up. It was like the craziest like time we were there. We went to the show. There was nobody there. They were like, yo, 
today is the end of like this big long party week and whoever promoted the show to you is like just sold you a date that's over like everybody's wow. chilling getting ready to go back to work on sunday and i wow. kid you not i watched d2 play four songs and he looked so upset i never forget the look on his face and he slept in the movie theater that night which was also small flex on these people's houses because it's not my house but you got a movie theater in your house. You know what I'm saying? You balling. I was like, damn, this motherfucker slept in the movie theater. But he was so blown, but he did play all his four songs. And you could tell that he was super, super not happy with like, yo, there's nobody here. And it's the first day of tour. We put up rent money on buying T-shirts to sell. <laughs> this fool's in, in full sale. So he's going to full sale where you're like, hey, listen, you might have to drop out of college if we don't sell these T-shirts because you're not going to have rent money next month. You might be going back to Virginia, buddy, with me. And uh, everything worked out perfectly. But it's always a funny story to tell people because I'm like, yo, hey, there's not a lot of people here, but nobody knows like that one. Like, I don't tell them that story, but you're like, oh, there's only 40 people in here. It's not that many people. And I'm like, you better play. Play like you're playing for a million people. You should always have the same set, like, ready or know your backup, exactly. which is play in your room, which is, I think, what yeah. you were talking about, Jules, about um, just your crowd in general. Like, sometimes you're like, hey, I'm not, I'm doing more pop stuff. I might not should be, like, at the hip-hop show in the club. Exactly, yeah. Now, I learned that the hard way. Oh, of course. You know, because I was capturing... I was capturing, uh, you know, people's attention. Yeah. But they were kind of thrown like it didn't match. You know what I mean? Right. But it's exciting for you either way. And also now, in hindsight, when did you do that? In 2016? Yeah. So, but in hindsight, now, still bother to tell people about, right? Of course. You're like, yeah, hey, I, mean, I opened I, up for Fat Joe before. For, <laughs> yeah, and, like, I opened up for Rock. P&B Rock and Allure. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Rock. So, like there'll always be other opportunities, you know? Did you feel, um, which one did you feel that you um, connected the best with the genre of crowd out there? Do you feel like, um, obviously everyone is, is a great show and, uh, you know, good to be a part of, but like, did you feel one of them that you connected with the crowd better than most of the other ones? Um, Just on your big three. I feel, out of the three, uh, definitely the well, when I opened up for Allure, I felt like I'm, I matched more because I wasn't the only singer on the bill and because Allure is an R&B group from the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So right. I feel like I definitely um, captured that vibe with my own music. Well, that's good. that And that's a good thing, too, because I think a lot of labels and, and promoters don't ask that question. Right. Where you'd be... You're offered the position, but you're like, hey, man, I'd be better on this show. Like, you know what I mean? I want to play. I'm going to take the deal. We were talking about, you know, the you know the new, the starry eyes that you get as being a newer artist when you get an opportunity and then you're just like, hey, I should take this. And I think, um, what was I giving the, the Taylor Swift? You know, now they're like, hey, now 10 years down the line, you're like, I want to own my old music. And they're like, you remember when you signed this deal and your lawyer read it to you? When you had nothing, you were like, hell, where do I sign? How many times do I sign? You know, take all the stuff. And then you're like, you're not paying attention to it when you get starry-eyed. I think um, some promoters don't pay attention to that. You know what I mean? Where you're like, where you're like, hey, 
I would do better on this show than this show, and you're doing both of them. Like, maybe don't put me on this one, you know? I'm still still have the same amount of fans and things. They're still going to, but it would be better for me to be on this show because you, I guess that's the thing. You know, the awkward, like when you know you're not, you're playing for a different crowd and it gets like weird to you where you're like, oh man, people aren't really paying attention. It kind of bums you out. And you know what I mean? Morally, right. not like you can hold your stage face all day where you're like, hey, listen, I'm about to come out here, kill these dance moves sing these damn songs but i can see people like walking away or going outside and you're like man in your mind after you're done performing because you know like you kind of black out during performances where you're like hey was i up there for 45 minutes what happened you're like like, is it already over you know it, it seems like it's so much faster when you're on stage like time goes by faster when you're on stage and i think it's oh i agree 100 percent. it's a funny thing because i think we played orlando Colin at the thing we had to do an hour and a half set and i only played like 80 minutes an hour and 20 minutes of it but i kid you like it just seemed like that shit was five minutes i watched the videos and i'm still like this all just seemed like it was one like one song that's crazy and it's it's a yeah, because long you're enjoying time. yourself you get lost in it you enjoy yourself you know yeah. you you always uh lose track of time when you're having fun when you're doing something you love yeah i was also hype manning for d because i'm not a rapper i was just hype manning for him and in the middle, I had a little break, and I figured out that the VIP section to the left gave away free beers. We took advantage <laughs> of that. Shout out to Orlando <laughs> Colin. They do, um, they're the same people who put on Glastonbury. Uh, they came out, um, what's his name? Steve Brown. He's a cool dude. Um, his name is Kevin Brown, and I should have known that because we made so many jokes. So many people asked us how we got on that show, and we're like, Oh, probably did something weird with Kevin, huh? And they're like, dude, like, how do you know why are you on that show? We're like, man, it's, not, it's like the randomest thing to ask an artist is, how'd you get this show? You're like, damn, dog, right. are you coming? Or like, <laughs> the fuck, you asshole? But that's cool. Um, so um, let's get back into some more stuff with Jules because I just found some more stuff. You uh, you went to college for dance? Yes. And where was that at? Uh, that was actually in Pennsylvania. I went to an all-girls college for dance. Cedar Crest. Yes. That's what I was trying. I was just. I don't, oh, are you not shouting that out either? You mad? At, are you mad at a lot of people? Who? You. Am I mad at a lot of people? I wasn't. I was. It was a. It was a joke because we didn't mention the label, and then I was like, "Does she not? Did I? Should I not have mentioned the school too?" I was like, "Yo, she beefing oh, with no, everybody." You can, you can mention the school, just just not my old situation. That's it. No, yeah, no. We <laughs> I'm went, not mad at anybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, is she got beef with like Eric? Like, oh man, you know, that was nah, a, it was no a beef. Joke. It was. It's just a joke. We have fun on our shows. It's a, light, <laughs> it's a light platform. Obviously, it's a light platform. This fool showed up late. He didn't even care. He was just like, "Hey, listen, that was I'm my mom's fault." Hey, don't blame mom. <laughs> I told her to come on. Aha! I talked to her more than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I should have known, man. See, see, we're getting into. Oh. Dude, if you blow my cell phone up, dog, we're fighting. <laughs> um, but once again, we got Jules on the phone. She's in Pennsylvania. And um, do you want to give away? Do you got um, you got Instagram or some other stuff, uh, platforms that people can follow you on? Obviously, we gave away your Facebook and your SoundCloud. Do you have um, other things you want to get out there so people can find out where they can find out Jules, J-U-L-Z? 
Um, yeah, actually, if you just put in, um, like, on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, if you just put in your Y-O-U-R-J-U-L-Z, it'll come up. Everything will come up. And like I said, my project, The End of a Chapter, is available on all music platforms. Boom, that's on Spotify, too? Well, obviously, you yep. said all music platforms. Oh, I'm going to download that. Hold on. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. Oh, let me pull that up. I'm slacking. <laughs> I should have already pulled that up, but we'll get another follower today on here. It's going to take forever for my day on Spotify to come up. I don't know if we're going to get this up before we get this show done. Um, so um, we'll switch back over here. We got Prince Nye in the building, too. Where can people find you at on social media? Add me, Big Stew, B-I-G, three Gs, underscore Stew. Why? What the hell is that? Where did that come from? That's just all. I came up with it. I'm just saying, where did you come up with Big Stew? I was just thinking, one day I was just like, just sitting back, thinking of like some names I could like just give myself. And Big Stew sounded cool. Yeah, it sounded dope. No, it's not bad. I wasn't making fun of you. I was just wondering randomly because your name is Nye. Or, you know, uh, so I was like, man, you went from into essence. Just jumped over a couple other nicknames. No, nah, I'm still Prince Nye. Don't get me wrong. What that's just some Instagram name. Though. Right. But I mean, that's why. But how many names did you come up with before uh, coming, you know, as as an artist? Because you've been an artist for a while, too. How many names have you switched from? What was your first name? Tell me. Prince now, Nye. you just looked, was it? Is it only been Prince yeah, Nye? Like, you ain't have no, like, Big Dog 27-9, nah, nah, Killer, nah, Killer, nah. Killer, Killer King, or whatever. Nah. What about you, Jules? Did you have any um, other names that you went by before uh, Before just Jules? You dropped it to just yeah, your first you, name? Yeah, I was actually using my first name as my artist name. That's Jules? Are you? Oh, you don't want to give that out. Okay. Oh, no, I don't care. My my first name is Jillian. Jillian. So is that that's where you got Jules from? Is that a nickname that you had in, in the household? Or did you come up with that as an artist name? Um, I came up with it as an artist name, um, you know, a, a couple years ago, me and somebody else, we were talking about changing my stage name, and I always liked the name Jules. Like, I realized, like, I would give everybody else that nickname, but I really loved it. So, I was like, why don't I just call myself Jules? And the other person was like, all right, so that'll be your stage name then. So, that's, that's how it came about. <laughs> how many people ask you about Santana? Uh, uh, nobody actually. No, but somebody has called me Jewels. That's what I was saying. Do they? Do they like? Hey, are you? Uh, you know, you related to the group or something? Because you're from I, New York. I just get called. Yeah, people just mess up my 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 name. Like that's it. They don't ask me about Santana, but they'll just call me Jewels. <laughs> <laughs> do you rock the bandana though? You know, I should probably start rocking like a blue bandana. You know, I think that would be a good look. It could be any color. Got the Santana bandana, whatever they call it. I'm not sure because, right? you know, he used to have it back in the day. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> shout out shout out to that guy, too. I'm not sure if he's still making music, but Dipset was a, definitely was was a dope New York movement at one point. Um, I don't I can't think off the top of my head. I think they just did a new project or something. I don't know. I have no idea. They always come out with stuff, like all random stuff, mixtapes. Since we're talking New York, though, I do want to shout out Max B, man. Uh, Max B got a new single out called Black and I'm Proud. Make sure you guys go check that out. That's just free promotion for him. Max B is the man. Um, Obviously, he's not coming home for like 40 years, but that's New York's finest, man. He's one of the, the illest rappers out of New York, but... 
He's obviously been locked up on his charge for the last like 15, 20 years. Uh, he's not coming home. I heard he him. might be getting out in a year or two. I, they always say they're trying to change the law to get him out. Um, French Montana is is a good uh, that keeps in keeps in contact with him. Um, and shout out to the yeah, Dutch. He goes to visit him and everything. Yeah, we did. Um, we did a show out here in Richmond with some of the uh, Coke boys from French Montana's group. So randomly, I, I have uh, one of the one of my friends. Um, I guess I won't just randomly shout out his name on the radio, but he um, he randomly will tell like he comes back with like random stories about that. But that's how I figured out that new album's out. But I think that's on. Um, it's on the YouTube 100. It might be on the World Star. Wherever you guys check out your content, but look up the Max B man. That's I big avail. Uh, <laughs> that is um, he's just a real, that's a really good song that he did, and it's, it's got a it's got a definite 90s New York style still to it. So uh, that's the best. Yeah, that's a good platform. Do you um, coming from New York? Do you feel like? Um, you have more of a re- responsibility to keep like a New York sound, or do you try to stretch outside of that? Because you know New York is like one of the music capitals of everything. Hip hop's founded there, and then that's where you know if you're not in LA. And shout out Georgia now too, though Atlanta has picked up some movie Atlanta's stuff. A big outlet for artists now too. Atlanta and and Cali, obviously as always, but New York is literally the East Coast like head of hip hop of like, you know what I mean, always. So do you feel like coming from New York, you have more pressure to feel like a New York vibe style or do you just like whatever works for you cuz you moved out, I guess. You grew up in New York, and then halfway through your teens, you went to Pennsylvania, too. So you got two different outlooks of being New York, and then Pennsylvania's a little bit quieter, you know, obviously. Right. I feel like I have a lot of New York in me because, like, that's, you know, where I was introduced to music, obviously, being born and raised there for until I was a teenager. But I also, I like what I like. You know right. what I mean? So, like, if I like a sound that's not a New York sound, I'm definitely going to go with it because I like it. That's what's up. Uh, who's been, how do you pick your um, beat selection? Do you um, can, Do you have a producer that you work with? I have a few producers that I work with. Um, you know, I, I'm always looking for different things. Like, I, I found um, a beat. It's a trap soul beat, and it's amazing. So, I mean, am I a trap artist? No, but it's like R&B and trap. So, it kind of is a good, nice vibe. So I, I dip into different things with different producers depending on their style too. That's what's up. Do you like to um do you like to dip out of the box like that? Yeah, um well now that I have more freedom when it comes to, you know, being myself, uh, I definitely um I like to try new things. You know what I mean? Right. Um before I would have never tried a, a trap soul beat or a trap R and B beat. Um, you know, I would have never did certain things that I'm doing now in general. So it just feels good to be able to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a great segue into this too, because Nye over here, Prince Nye, um, you have the same thing where you are singer and a, and a rapper now where you're trying to figure out in between your thing. What do you think is, um, what do you think is the difference? Like, which one do you think? You think, like, obviously they're two different styles, but do you think, like, one fits better or one, like, feels better? Like, where do you go from that transition where you're like, hey, I should sing on this or, like, I should rap on this? Like, where does your 
process on going through figuring out which one you should do because you're able to do both. Because like I just I just when I like I sing something like I just sit there and like write a hook. Like if I'm right there, it don't matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. Like if I got a hook in my head, like I, I will write it down. Mm-hmm. And like I see what it sound like with like how I rap. Mm-hmm. But it don't have like a sing flow to it, so I'll be like, okay, put that to the side. Then I'll write an, a different hook to like another beat or whatever, and then sing it and try to match it up with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all. That's just yeah, your decision process yeah. whether or not I should rap on it. Well, that's dope. Here's another um, thing for you personally, Nye, over here. Um, will you sing Into the Road for us here live tonight? I did see the video. Yeah, I got you. you oh, your mom on the Facebook. She on. She added me on Facebook yesterday, so I seen the video. Yes, yeah. crazy. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. We got moms back here. She knows. Can he sing into the? Re- I'm just kidding. Nah, she told me that it was dope, but you guys harmonized real well on that song. So you, you killed it. I was just messing with you because I knew you didn't know that I seen that. The look on his face right now is priceless. He's so mad. Drop. He's so mad right now. Oh, I'm not gonna play it. What if I would? I should have pulled it up. <laughs> no, nah, we played. Nah, we're not gonna embarrass. It's not. It was nothing embarrassing either. You killed it. It was just that. It was a cookout for those of y'all who didn't see it. Nice saying. Him and oh, that was your dad or your uncle? Or yeah, somebody? that was my dad. Your but dad, they sing. Yeah, it's gonna be some more music coming to y'all. Some, some sing more singing some into the road. Does your dad sing also? Obviously, he does. Like, I does mean, he not? Does he like sing usually? Is that where you kind of got your your kind of thing from? He no, no. Just now, I didn't know if y'all do that all the time because y'all was in on it. That's, I mean, it, it runs in the family. Uh, like, it runs in the family. So yeah, actually, yeah. But <laughs> but no. At the same all time. right, way to double back down on that one. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of if no, yes, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't get it from him, but yeah, he be doing it too. So yeah, I he guess do, he do. I, that's what's up. Um, with your stuff, who who do you think's the most fun to sing with live like that in your family? I'm gonna put everybody on blast at your family. It's not like a big deal, but in your in your family wise, you know, like you because you felt comfortable with the good guy to sing the damn song out there. Who do you think you get it in with the most? Like you got an uncle or a cousin or somebody that you think no, y'all. My cousin. Y'all be jamming out sometimes. You'll be killing it. You gonna win the. Y'all be having um. Y'all be having the family um. Talent contest. Mm-hmm. Like y'all some, be jamming on them. Some of the cookouts. Y'all like, be jamming like, on them. Whoever wins wins twenty dollars or something like. Have that. you won? No, I haven't did it. Are you uh, how I you gonna be it. the only one that hasn't done it? Be the kids. You try and let uh, they following in our footsteps. How you gonna let them get the twenty? They can't even spend. They gonna spend on candy. <laughs> That's messed up. I'm yeah. Oh, dude, I don't. I don't have no kids. I can say whatever I want. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hey, Jules, let me ask you a question too. Being from New York and Italian, you guys obviously have. Do you guys have a big family? I don't know why uh, yeah, I said obviously, I do, but I, yeah. I do have a big family. Do you guys do the uh, cookouts and the talent show type deal? Um, our biggest holiday is Christmas Eve because we do the seven fish. Um, but we, I mean, we've had some falling out, you know, with family members and stuff, you know, throughout the years, but we used to have, everything was big from birthday parties and christenings and, you know, 4th of July, everything used to be huge. I mean, 50 plus people. Oh, wow. I don't see anybody. I go to other people's parties. They be hiring me to DJ. I'd be like, hey, welcome to the cookout. (laughs) Hey, I'm up in here, you know? Family, part of the family. They're like, man, 
play that damn Beyonce track. We want we want to twerk. You're like, oh, all right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry, can I get a plate though? Um no. <laughs> Those are fun. Um, let me ask you a question that when was you you said you started in school, right, Jules? When you were um younger? What singing? Doing the dancing things. I was just bringing up a talent show. Oh. When was the first talent show you did at like the school or the dancing thing that you actually won? Oh, um, well, I before that talent show, I was competing all over New York um, with dance. So I I would win trophies, medals, everything. For oh. singing, my first talent show was when I was fourteen. That's the first time I ever sang my own original song in front of people. And you won the show. Yeah. How baller did you feel? That dope. Yeah, that's super dope. Did you feel better that it was your own song, or were you just happy to get the trophy? Because I know sometimes I just want the shiny thing. Too. Oh, no, I was ecstatic that I was singing my own song. I actually used to have stage fright when it came to singing, believe it or not. Wow. Um, because I was bred as a dancer, you know what I'm saying? Dancing, you're taught that if you mess up, you got to make it look like it was part of the dance and just keep going. Me, my mind frame was, okay, now I'm singing, but if I if I mess up while I'm singing, everybody's going to hear it. Right. So I really had to train myself to be comfortable singing in front of people, even if I did mess up. And I have messed up, you know, when I was younger in front of people. Um, even now I've messed up. You know, I've right. lost a word here and there. But oh. it's more about the comfort. So at that talent show, that was really just a breaking point for me to say, wow, I could really do this. Yeah. Oh, man, it's the worst when you lose the words. We, um... We do the hip hop stuff. Like I was telling you about the the Orlando College show. We, I think we both hit the punchline at the same time, and the the words aren't behind it. So you know, like even with dancing, there's somebody kind of next to you sometimes where you're like, okay, get back into the move. We both hit the same punchline, and the beat was just playing, and we were like, oh shit! And then one of us thought of the words pretty fast, but you could tell like we both were just like, and it's on, and then you're like. Oh shit! The song is like still rapping, and there's no words on it. So now there's just a beat playing, and me and him are looking at each other for a second. Where you're like, "Yo, you," I thought you were gonna hit this part. I thought you were gonna hit it. And you're like, "Oh man!" Uh, and but yeah, quickly, you know, I think. But the it, thing is, is people need to understand that we're, you know, artists are human beings too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, when a when a celebrity is getting ridiculed and and they're everybody's talking about them and a shitty performance, it's like, haven't you ever had a bad day? <laughs> you no, know? it happens. It happens one hundred percent. That's the. Yeah. I mean, it happens more than most people think that it does, especially on a bigger level, because a lot of people don't even notice. Like, if you go to exactly. a big Beyonce show, most likely you can't even see the stage. Like you're looking at it through jumbotrons and things that we're like, if somebody messes up or something happened, you'll see about it on YouTube the next day, but you probably didn't even know. Right. And that's a, that's a, you know, I think on small end, but I mean, you have to do it. I think in order to realize like, you know what I mean? To get over the fear of, like you said, where you're like, Hey, I'm dancing. I could just get up and do it again. When you do the singing, you got to mess it up. And then you're like, uh, you realize at the end it didn't kill your your whole thing, You're right? Like, and, and I'll be honest with you when I when um, another performance I had, I was singing the national anthem and I got the hiccup. Oh no! At the national anthem? Yep. Oh, the where were you singing anthem, that I got at? The hiccup. And let me tell you, I'm a I'm a clown myself. Like I don't <laughs> give a damn. So 
So I, yo, I started laughing with the audience. Like, well, damn. Oh, they <laughs> laughed at you? Oh, yeah. I was laughing with them. Shit, I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, who fucking gets the hiccups in, in the middle of the national anthem? You were nervous. Or you're drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as a show promoter, I do do the announcing for the Fredericksburg Grizzlies out here. Shout out the Grizzlies. They're about to do tryouts also, but... The basketball team that I, I I announced that they're going to do the national anthem and then I do the started light up. So if you did that there, I'd be like, sorry, guys, she's drunk. Uh, <laughs> she's been drinking. She's got the hiccups during the national anthem, boozing. Um, but oh, no, man. no, it's fun. I mean, it's you know what I mean? As you see at the end of the day, though, being embarrassed doesn't ever kill you. Like, I guess some people have panic attacks or whatever, but. Most people don't die from being embarrassed, and that's a big thing. Where you're like, ah, you know what I mean? Shit gets weird. And I think shit the happens. best thing you could do is laugh at yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just make a joke. Of, like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm comfortable with the person I am, the artist I am. So if I fuck up or you know whatever, I, I really it doesn't bother me. No, I fuck up all the time. We had like 12 things on the show, I think. If you go, when you go to listen back, and you guys can go listen back at fxbgpublicradio.com, hit on current shows below the deck, and this episode will be up there. It'll say, um, it'll say Jules and Prince Nye. Um, because we got a thing. Do you have anything, Jules, that you want to add? Because we are at 829, and we got to get out of here at 830. We got the next show coming in. You got anything you, you want know, to add, Jules? J U L Z, and that's your Jules on the social media platforms. Make sure you follow her. Great songs. I heard some of them earlier, um, two or three. But go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off with your with your. No, anger. that's okay. I just wanted to thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for being on. We'll definitely have you back if you have anything that you want to promote anytime. Um, always call in. You know, this is our number. We're here every Tuesday, seven thirty to eight thirty. We do two shows on Fridays also. So. Feel free to call right, in and right. harass us if you want to promote anything. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's it is what it is. You're you're a friend of the show now, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, shout out JT Enterprise Management. Shout out me for oh, killing yeah, another show. Oh yeah, shout out to show. JT. That's right. Yeah, JT is always putting together great guests and um, flyers and things for us over there at Enterprise Management. He's doing great things. We got this show. He's actually uh, promoting the show with me for. August 10th, make sure you guys come out. Uh, we're going to be doing this downtown. Fredericksburg, August 10th. We got the I Am Business music seminar, and then we're going to do the artist showcase, Are You The One? Uh, we got Casino Roulette coming out. Uh, if you guys didn't check that out, that was on last night on Love & Hip Hop. The great episode with him and Little Scrappy. Um, so, you guys, make sure you check out. Um, make sure Casino, obviously, is... Um, Cena's on the show. I'm not on the show, but there he's, he'll be out here. <laughs> he'll be out here in uh, in August for this show. We're trying to see if we can get Scrappy with us, but uh, make sure you guys check out that. I think it was on last night, so I just saw the I just saw the cover thing. So make sure you check out that episode. Make sure you guys come out to the show August 10th, Friday. Uh-huh. We got. Um, Right Side Radio and Dizzy Thoughts on the Nighttime Podcast. Um, so make sure you guys check these guys out. Prince Nye's in the building. Make sure you check him out at Big with three G's underscore. What was the name? Stu. Stu. There you go. Big with three G's underscore Stu. So for everybody on the show, EK the DJ, FXBGPublicRadio.com. What do we get? Madman Lowercase is on YouTube. We did everything. <laughs> 
Danny's Pizza. Shout out to Moms in the back, EK the DJ, Spencer Devin. Uh, if you guys want to go up there and harass him on, on Fridays, I think we're going to do a $5 cover charge to go harass him. <laughs> Had to get it in. But Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> I had to get one in, um, but yeah. So, for anyway, you ready? Jules, thanks for calling in. Uh, we'll definitely stay in contact. We're about to jump off of here. All right, great, thanks. Thank you for being on the show. I don't have the claps on my phone. Oh, no. Well, for FXBGPublicRadio.com, below the deck, I'm Nick, as always. We had Jules on. We got Prince Nye on. See you guys on Friday. I'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs>